0: punk podcast with colin and olga this is episode six is it not
1: it is wow we are getting up there
0: <laughs> all right why don't we have you uh olga do the introductions yeah we
1: are two friends we like music we like talking about music we have opinions about things and that's what this podcast is kind of about
0: and we've been in the scene for 20 years in various journalistic functions various funk, and then we got our punk band moving into uh june yep what oh. is going on in the news
1: wow i can't believe it's june um uh, this yeah. has been the longest year ever uh let's see so in the news uh we watched uh punk rock bowling uh live streams last week that happened That's last right. weekend about a week ago for us uh what did you think about that
0: oh man i thought so much it- First of all, the bands were playing for free. So yeah. that was, so I have to temper my expectations built on. It didn't cost me anything. Yeah. Uh, we did it for two days. We watched uh, a session on the first day and then we watched another one the next day. So it was like, so the first time we watched it, we didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah. This was all new for us. And what it turned out to be was the bands were playing one song. And there was like five bands and they had sessions throughout the, that's true. Some of them too. Mm -hmm. So they would have sessions throughout the day every two hours, but each session was only 15 minutes. So I thought the format was insane to me. I I thought you have a two hour window to do something. You shrunk it down to 15 minutes and then, okay, I'm going to go back and look at who we were uh, looking at that first day and it was here uh let's see session one was dune rats decent criminal bomb pops leftover crack and bouncing souls so um i wasn't really familiar with dune rats in the first place i still don't remember what happened decent criminal i don't remember them either But uh, bomb pops was the first one that a band yeah they played one song and um it's interesting to see what bands will do and this is the part that i did like was bands had an opportunity to basically do whatever they wanted to do for this three minutes yeah you could do a uh medium production full band full song pre-recorded lip sync type thing you could do a single person acoustic something you could do some sort of mix in between. You could do a zoom meeting where each band member is like in a little corner. Mm -hmm. And I believe the bomb pops, they tried really hard to make it as professional as possible. as I recall. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well compared to doing nothing that was, that was, it was like watching a music video. And I thought that was Very fine. Low, low
1: budget. <laughs> yeah.
0: low. Bu- it was like a low budget music video that didn't really pull me in on the engagement. Like we saw later, um, like riverboat gamblers, they did more of the zoom style. Every band member was there in the, like a little corner. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Since I'm sitting there in this, I'm in a zoom meeting with two of my friends. We're watching. Yeah. And then, Oh, I already skipped on to day two. Well, Riverboat Gamblers, you know, they're doing the same thing I'm doing. I felt like we're all on the same page here. They're in a Zoom meeting That's playing true. their song. I'm sure. in a Zoom meeting watching. I'm not talking to them directly, but this is a, a live thing, supposedly, of what they're doing. Yeah. And I thought, there is some sort of connection. This, this does work for me. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll stop there. And Where, where are you at?
1: yeah i thought the format was terrible i think what they should have done is they should have either done it a one day thing i know they wanted to make it a weekend because a lot of us that's our you know it's a tradition it's our weekend but maybe they should have done an hour or an hour and a half each day instead of doing 15 to 23 minute segments every two hours because it just becomes i don't know it would be different if we weren't all socially distancing if we had a party and we would just watch it together all day and talk between sets that would work. But when you're at home and you just kind of get distracted, it doesn't really work to do it in these segments. Plus I kind of expected it to be live for some reason. And it was not, it was yeah. clearly pre-recorded, which I understand because coordinating. because I, I was, I was thinking about that would I have rather had it been live. And then I realized every single sort of, especially meeting we've had recently with a lot of, people who are new to doing video meetings every meeting starts with 10 minutes of you being like hello can you hear me is this thing on and that would have been annoying to watch if every band got on was trying to adjust thing. and that's what would happen so i let go that it was pre-recorded even though i was a little bit bummed at first but the sort of the timing of it was really weird with doing such short segments throughout the day just made me kind of forget or get distracted by something else to come back to so I didn't like that um and then yeah some of them had several camera angles and some of them clearly used their phone to record it yeah um and I'm, I'm okay with that yeah I just wish it was a little bit I think the first one was really surprising to us all it felt like a bad sexual experience where was, you yeah. thought oh, we're just getting started. And they're like, oh, tune in again in two hours. And you're like, oh, that was it? I thought we were just doing the warm up, But yeah, no, 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 I
0: agree not. completely. The, I mean, I went into the day too, too early, but yeah, the format was terrible. But then I was trying to, I mean, th- it's free.
1: How it much free. can I
0: complain about something that's free? Well, I mean, I could complain all day apparently. But I mean, are my, I guess the question is, what should your expectations be for something like this? I mean, it's a disappointment that we're not at the show. Like we yeah. wanted to be, uh, it's disappointing that, you know, the times that we were available to meet, to watch this together was so early in the morning, uh, for the, to watch the bands that we were interested in. And then they play for three minutes. Yeah. I, it was just like disappointment after disappointment, after disappointment. It was like terrible yeah um but then i i don't feel like the bands were letting me down no Uh, i think everyone was trying to do something i might not have liked what they were trying to do like i don't really like the pre-recorded music video style for what happens to be going on i was looking for more of like a unique experience yeah so when the bomb pops played uh it's just that I was looking for something different and they were doing more of a traditional music video. They're trying to make the best music video they can given the circumstance, yeah. which should be something I appreciate. It's just under these circumstances, I was looking for something a little more raw and live and unique.
1: Yeah. I but think that's
0: not on them. That's no. the situation. So then, but day two, knowing what happened on day one. <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy it significantly more than the first day, but it was still, I mean, they gave the bands more than three minutes the second day. It seemed like they gave them 10 minutes. Uh So maybe they recognized that three minutes was too little. I
1: think it was already done by then. I, (laughs) I would imagine. Yeah, and and I watched some of the, and the sets are still available on YouTube, um, and it doesn't, it didn't really, watching them when they were first premiered live, in air quotes, it didn't really add much to it. Like, you can just as as easily watch it now and get just as much out of it. Um, And I like the sort of, some people shared stories and stuff, and that made it feel a little bit more interesting to me, because you don't get that in a live show as much. Yeah i mean people share stories but you can't hear anyways because the, the the obviously the sound was optimized for the performance not the speeches between songs and so that part of it was really cool to watch some stories about punk rock bowling and made you feel nostalgic for it yeah uh whereas the the performances were like they were good and they were really good considering You know, these bands had to jump on, figure out how to use all this equipment, figure out how to record themselves, figure out how to some some of them, you know, not play with their instruments or in their, you know, ideal situations and things like that. Um, But yeah, and I really am grateful that organizers did do something because having this weekend without something would have been really would have been more would have been a total bummer. Yeah. So I'm I'm really glad they did that, but I'm so ready for festivals to actually
0: oh no doubt uh for the second day uh we watched session five
1: yeah
0: and uh it was global threat riverboat gamblers la machina or Uh i think that's how you pronounce it and svetlana's so i thought one thing was cool is i wanted to watch riverboat gamblers and that was the only reason why i wanted to watch that set but i thought that la machina was good I like yeah. them. I'm going to go check more out. And then Svetlana's, I'd heard of them be I had heard their music and I thought it was all right, but yeah. I really liked the live, well not the live performance. I liked their performance. I yeah, they were I liked good. it a lot. So I did feel like I got something out of it. Uh I two bands if they came to town I would definitely go see them whereas maybe I wouldn't have without it. Like Riverboat Gamblers is no brainer. You already um, knew I'm that already, you like Anytime them. they're yeah. coming to town, I'm gonna go check out Riverboat Gamblers. They're one of my favorite bands. But La Machina, I never even heard of them. And I thought, yes. wow, this is something cool. I would now check them out. And svetlanas who I already knew and I thought were okay, I recognized their their live show is where it's really at for them. Yeah. And it's kinda like Go Go Bordello, where I don't wanna listen to Go Go Bordello CDs or music really. But when you go see them live, it's just it's such fun. a different thing. It's like a party, yeah. so I'm totally down with that. So I thought, okay, that was cool. I like I complain about punk rock bowling sometimes because I'm like, "Oh, I've seen this band a thousand times, now I'm going to go see them again." And it's just the same thing over and over, and I really I'm always complaining like, I want to see something new." And then it was cool to me, under these terrible circumstances, to find two new bands to get into. Uh, which addressed my concern of same old, same old, that kind of stuff. So
1: that is true. I thought
0: yeah. it was cool and um it was it they those two bands did not social distance at all. They were just in like a garage playing together. Both of those bands were doing the same thing. So I thought yeah well this is interesting as well.
1: Yeah it was really interesting to see how different bands took different approaches. I, I watched a couple more uh, of the sessions so there's even bands where I think bad cup bad cup all of them were in one room except one of them was remote. <laughs> but you don't know how people where they live and some people live together and there's different guidelines for different yeah. parts of the country anyways and and so on so and then I also saw uh, the last gang they played all in the same room but they wore masks and that was the only band that I've seen so far that did that. So it it was kind of also interesting to see how different places, different people were, they were taking precautions, but yeah, you're right. I did watch a couple more sessions and there's definitely some bands where I was kind of eating breakfast and kind of semi watching and being like, wait, who am I watching? Who is this again? I've never seen them. And it's, Mm -hmm. it is kind of really nice to, be exposed to bands that we might've missed because they were playing earlier. They were playing one of the club shows. You can, you cannot go to all the club shows of course, cause they're yeah. at the same time.
0: It was similar to riot fest. We talked about last podcast. Yeah. You know, I didn't watch that one live. I went in afterward and was just going through videos and you said it yourself on this one. You thought that worked for you probably mm-hmm. better than watching it live at that particular moment, because It was such a letdown, (laughs) but to be able to have everything that everything is over. Now you can go back and pick something and find something good is probably the best way to get something out of it other than killing time.
1: Yeah. And then another, uh, live stream I watched this week, dropkick Murphys did a live from Fenway park. Okay. And they played for, I think like an hour or so. And yeah. And so it was kind of the opposite of punk rock bowling because it was very well produced. They had a sponsor. There was a fundraiser. Um, they all socially distanced, which made sense because they were playing on the field. So okay. <laughs> There's a lot of space in an empty stadium. Uh, and so they were following all the guidelines. I think they said only 30 people could be at the stadium
0: Wow. Okay. at a
1: time, which is pretty crazy. And so then, you know, they had all their sound people and the band and, and and so on so it was cool but they did do a similar live stream on St. Patrick's Day but this one was even kind of bigger and of course the the venue is bigger uh bigger stage metaphorically and literally for them but yeah it was really cool um because it was actually live but it did start like 20 minutes late and then then they had about 20 minutes of history of Fenway Park and so on. So it was still not like going to a regular show or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, I thought they did a really good job. I'm, I'm glad they're, you know, able to play live shows.
0: I was hoping that this, if there's anything technically that will come out of this, it would be uh, sound engineers will, will learn a lot about live sound and zoom sound and yeah. you know improved mixing capabilities and maybe this will make the audio experience for live events that you're not actually in the room better mm-hmm. you know you go listen to live albums sometimes and they just sound terrible yeah and now i'm thinking well there's really no excuse for that now now that they're figuring out how to mix and manage in real time making it sound good or at least sound decent and it's sometimes It sometimes it's even too good or it's fake it just sounds fake sometimes when i watch the i watch like late night tv like jimmy fallon or something like that they have bands play at the end of the night and sometimes it's ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, like the sound quality um it's obviously pre-recorded and that kind of stuff so uh-huh that's a problem but I don't know. I'm just trying to find something like, okay, live stuff they're having a, an opportunity quite a bit more to find ways to make things sound good in real time over the internet, you know?
1: Yeah. Know. Yeah.
0: That's oh boy. Fat Mike fundraiser.
1: Yes. Yeah, so he uh, apparently he signed up to do the AIDS life cycle, which is a ride that happens in California between San Francisco and L.A. I think it it ends in LA and obviously that was canceled this year. And so then instead he is riding his bike in LA as a fundraiser and is listening to 545 songs instead of doing 545 miles.
0: I'm thinking that will save him some time, but that's still, that's still
1: still (laughs) still quite a ride. Yeah. I think that's, (laughs) 545
0: miles would have been la to san francisco 545 songs um wow i mean the average song is what three minutes maybe he'll get some songs uh, (laughs) that's true he's just probably looking for the shortest songs humanly possible here he'll listen to his short music for short people there you go. That's like a hundred
1: and one songs right there. Uh, yeah, that's what I
0: would be doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then I thought it was interesting. He also recently did a new vinyl club, um, and I just started wondering how is Fat Mike becoming the most productive? member of society like how is he, and I don't mean that compared to people who are actually you know going to work right now and working essential jobs but relatively speaking compared to the rest of us who are also sheltering in place how is he being so productive when so many of us are just not
0: yeah I mean he's got a good a loyal team he must, yeah, he must. <laughs> I, th- I think you know, he's not doing it by himself. There's a lot of people out there making it happen. And it's just, it's, he can make things happen. Yeah. Maybe other people would say, eh, nah, he's more like, okay. Or I have an idea and I'm going to make it happen. So it's.
1: Yeah. And some of these things, maybe they, they've probably been in the works for a while. They just, you know, like they already had some no songs that they were going to release and they were decided to release them now. And. So I think the then the only probably last minute decision was the bike ride, which he was already planning on doing and training for, I'm sure. So,
0: Yeah. I think the record club is a good idea uh, to keep people interested in stuff that you're going to put out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As I just see it now is like, we're going to talk about new releases that came out and you know, I just, I'll go check them out, mm-hmm. stream it in and out. And it's, it's done. Yeah. whereas something like that you're involved in a club it'll keep you more engaged you're going to check out everything that comes through it uh you get something for it in a physical format so it's just i don't i think that is kind of a good idea (laughs) yeah if you have if you you have the ability to put out that kind of content i mean he says he has 101 songs that he made for for that play he wrote yeah uh there would be no way for him to get all that stuff out without just dumping it on a streaming service. So. <laughs> yeah. The club is a much better way to make that happen and make it where people will actually pay attention to it because they're looking. Yeah.
1: It. And fat already does, or no does does a, a record. I think a seven inch club as well that has a new thing every month yeah I think so that it. makes sense if that was working out for them before okay. and then new music this week or thereabouts it's funny because it's all songs <laughs> i haven't yeah. really found any new albums and maybe i'm missing things just because you know there's so much stuff going on in the news that i'm probably not seeing as much of music news but I've, yeah, it was funny. I to think me, that'll so. be the
0: thing. It's just bands are gonna do it kind of like they used to do in the '50s: is put out a single, yeah, put out another single, and then yeah. put out the album. Rather than put out the album and we don't need the single, like yeah, we're gonna put all of our promotion into the single, and then the album will come out later. It's like the advertisement for the album, uh, a trailer, yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah, I think that's the way. People are going to be doing it.
1: Yeah, and so the first one is Lawrence Arms has a new song called PTA. Okay. I thought I liked it. It was energetic. It, I liked it more than some of their earlier stuff. Or yeah, Lawrence or Arms
0: um, kind of reminds me of for me, Alkaline Trio, and the fact that they have yeah. a, a range of songs as far as the aggression and like the punk factor. Yeah, they have songs that are more emo-y slower paced mid paced more melodic more singy and then they also have more songs that start going into the punk and then a little more hardcore and a little more gruff and a little faster a little more intense yeah arms i mean lawrence arms like alkaline trio they have that wide range Mm -hmm. and uh this song was a harder song for Lawrence. yeah and it made me more interested and i liked that me too And it was funny when we first, we were DJs back in, uh, you know, 10 years ago or whenever it was uh, Lawrence arms, we would get their new albums and the tracks that were the promoted tracks weren't usually these hard punk tracks. I never got into them other than later when I'm just going through my old records and I'm like, Oh, I only listened to that one song that I didn't really like. I'll give this band a, a more fair shake. I'll go check out some more songs. And then all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, it turns out I like Lawrence Arms." I yeah. was just introduced to them in a way that made me think that they were an emo band and I just wasn't that into it. I thought they were okay. And then all of yeah. a sudden I'm like, "Wait a second, they have like these really like fast, catchy punk songs that are aggressive and they're more along the lines of what I was looking for." So I was like, "Okay." So yeah, I mean I I thought this song represents more of their harder edge yep, and I like that so that was good for me if you're more into their emo stuff part then you're probably not going to be as into it
1: and then the next one is Bouncing Souls have a song called World on Fire and I actually was more disappointed with this one. I thought it was kind of slow and not as exciting as some of the other songs that yeah, i Yeah, really
0: I'm liked. the same for that. And what I consider, I don't, maybe this is just me because as I age, I'm viewing things differently than I used to, but I feel like there is a new genre. I don't know if it's new. There is a genre of punk where I call old person punk, adult oh. punk, middle aged <laughs> punk. So there's just like punk for. I'm no longer just wanting to listen to the fastest, most aggressive stuff ever. I still like punk music, though, but I just yeah. need it slowed down because my life is slowed down, and this song, <laughs> I, it just goes into that. There, There's tons of bands that, that, that do it. I, the band that came to my mind was Menzingers, hmm. uh, and, and I thought, well, Bouncing Souls are going more towards this adult punk way, like the Menzingers, when the songs are, it's more about, growing up being an adult living an adult life but you're still you know you're still a punk but you're an adult punk and (laughs) i thought this song is this song feeds into that i'm an adult now i'm in the bouncing souls i'm fully grown i'm no longer trying to write the summer boppy boppy bop song
1: they just uh, changed record labels they have signed with pure noise they're no longer on byo and they've announced that they are planning on touring next year with Anti-Flag, Less Than Jake, Poli, Satanic Surfers, No Fun at All, Jug's Head Revenge, and more. So that's exciting. I'm definitely not seeing a lot of uh, touring uh, even hopes for this year anymore. Oh, yeah. It's
0: like it's, this year's it's done.
1: done. Yeah, it, for pretty much almost every band that I'm aware of has – Officially. It's almost funny to me when things get announced as canceled now because it's like, duh. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I see things sometimes still being posted of like, this festival is canceled or our tour is canceled. And I am thinking, oh, is there anybody who was waiting for this announcement? Because I'm kind of operating under the understanding that there's no more shows this year until I hear otherwise
0: yeah i mean i'm concerned about there's no shows this year what happens when all the smaller clubs go out of business and all that's left are the bigger venues all the good stuff comes from the smaller places and it just works its way up as it gains more popularity but if you lose that bottom bottom ground. If you lose like a caravan that only has 75 people, every punk band in the scene has nowhere to play anymore cuz they're not going to just get to go straight to the right, right to the 20,000 capacity place. Like if you're a small band, you have to play for a small amount of people. That's all the interest yeah. you can get. You're you're building on something. You take away the infrastructure, you have nothing. So wow. I just I'm very concerned not so much about these big oh, big bands big in the punk scene they can survive they can still find a place to play next year
1: yeah
0: uh, but a smaller band like a local band they got nothing uh, yeah I mean, that's and a local big, venues big problem. That's, yeah there's nowhere to play i mean it could really just completely problem. destroy the scene the underground completely and then i don't know what's going to come of that and that'll i don't know i don't know what the future holds there i don't think it's good no. Unless, I don't know.
1: Unless those venues are one of the first to open, which Man, is also so. a possibility, but there's, I haven't, yeah, that's the, it's not looking like a given. It's like yeah. maybe. I mean, then, yeah.
0: uh-huh. trying to think of something good to say would be like, let's say those smaller places are allowed to play. Uh, they're allowed to open and they're allowed to have a small amount of people. Then the local bands that really only have a small draw anyway could go play those places yeah and they could get a friday night slot that maybe they would have never have got
1: right but touring bands still couldn't yeah, do it because bands. they can't break they can't even no. begin to break even on no playing nearly empty venues that are already clubs yeah. so it's not like you're becoming a millionaire off of that either so <laughs> yes.
0: so hopefully it's, like using that keeping the underground alive is theoretically possible if the smaller clubs are allowed to remain open and they can stay alive with a small amount of people. I just, yeah,
1: they might have to become uh, bars for the time being when bars reopen, which yeah. isn't at least in California, isn't happening for, for a while either, but.
0: Or if like they keep California shut down, but they open it up everywhere else. Cause that's kind of how it seems to be going. Yeah. It's just, the music scene in California will just leave and it will go elsewhere and it'll just be California doesn't have that going on. We're into something different over here. I don't
1: know. Yeah, that's another. It's kind
0: of already like that a little bit for rock music. I don't know what it's like for everything else. I don't pay attention, but I see bands they skip the Bay Area on tour. I don't know what it is. A lot of bands, they're just they don't care about San Francisco and San Jose. They'll go it's more of like the butt rock type bands.
1: Another newer release is from Strike Anywhere. They have a Nightmares of the West EP, and there's two new songs, and it's their first music in over a decade. These guys have been gone for a while, and I thought they sounded exactly the same, which oh, is yeah. a good thing. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not complaining about that. I thought I think that was probably out of all these releases my favorite this week. Totally sounds just like they never skipped a beat and were not gone for 10 years.
0: Absolutely. Strike anywhere, I swear they could be one of my favorite bands. And I still like them a ton. Don't get me wrong. But there are so many lyrics per song. <laughs> so many deep themes explored that I cannot relax and listen to strike anywhere. I mean, they're talking about like the global political structure and the need to change the world. And they're not just, not just throwing out a catchphrase for that, which I can, I can do a catchphrase. I like that. Give me something simple, but they'll like, they're going off for paragraphs. I'm like, I cannot keep up with what this guy's saying. And you know, he's got a really gruff voice, but I'm like, I love this music. This music is the best. Yeah. The lyrics, I am too simple-minded for me to be able to keep up with what you're talking about. These two songs, it's just like I am overwhelmed with everything that you're, you're speaking. I'm just so, I can't, I cannot get emotionally connected on every topic you're talking about because it's just like the global economy, inequality for the entire planet Earth. The need to change. It's just like, I'm so tired. You're exhausting me. It's a lot. And I think of another band that is just like them, but they do it in more of my simple-minded way, and it's Rise Against. Yeah. Like, Rise Against, they do the same thing, but they have pop songs. And it's just, it makes me so happy to just shut my brain off and listen to a Rise Against catchy song but Strike yeah. Anywhere, they're not, they don't, they're not doing that. They're like, uh-uh, we're not throwing you a bone for your stupid pop brain. We are just going to hit you hardcore. The world has problems, and we're going to let you know about it for 14 songs straight. There's going to be thousands of words in our album, and you're going to have to figure it out i you know i I criticize but they're still awesome band it
1: was really good yeah you go see them
0: live they'll blow my mind they'll get me jumping up and down i'll be going crazy the
1: last new song or new release this week is from hot snakes they have a new single called i shall be free which is also it's been a couple of years since they had new music as well They
0: they had jericho sirens a couple years ago um does it, isn't it an EP also, or is it a single? I, it was just a single. I mean, I love Hot Snakes, but this just wasn't the one for me.
1: Yeah, I guess to me it sounded like their songs that are not my favorite songs of theirs. <laughs> <It's> to- <laughs> it totally sounds like them. I wasn't like appalled that they've completely changed into something I don't like, but it wasn't their catchiest or... It's not my favorite song by them.
0: I thought I think of it as a B side to the the song that I want to hear. I don't that but singer's is- voice is so good. It's just like I'm willing to listen to anything that guy sings. And they got the post-punk sound. I'm like, I'm totally into it. But
1: you it reminds me of I think years ago you and I had an argument with one of our friends about Radiohead. And we were on the, we don't really like them that much side. Yeah. And our friends have, several of our friends who are big fans of that band have told us, well, you have to work at it to be, to get into it. Like you have to continue listening to this album that you don't love yet until you love it. (laughs) And you and I were both appalled because I'm like, no, I already, that's the kind of effort you put into other things. I, there's so many bands I like immediately. That I'm not going to go out of my way to yeah. like, there, there's really no reason to force yourself into liking something that doesn't, you don't like. Yeah. Unless, unless for whatever reason, like maybe you have close personal connection to the band. Maybe it's your family or your partner or, one of your friends and you have to go support them so i i could see that's the only reason i could see myself listening to an album over and over again trying to get more into it i think since
0: i had that opinion of radiohead early on that i never got into them in the first place so i never had to work to like them yeah because i never just it was you know over my head i'm not down with it but you bring up a really good point about If it's there, if it's a band you like, you're going to put in that effort. And then I think about Tool. I remember Tool, they put out Enema, which is like one of my favorite albums of all time. And I can't remember the name of the next one. Lateralist. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Man, it, it pained me to get through that album. And I'm like, I'm missing something here. Cause how can this band put out my favorite album and then kill me like this terrible album and it's true i listened to it enough times where i'm like this album is great it just i had to work at it it's so what they said is true these people that were arguing with us i i now see what they're saying yeah you put in that effort but i'm not going to do that i'm not going to go out of my way unless you give me something really good up front
1: that's not how you gain new fans by having people work at this relationship they're having yes. with your band and the new album like no nobody's going to do that unless they're already a huge fan And i think that's all the music this week you got a grudge Ooh, my grudge i think this on uh, this whole year i just this whole year is my grudge now i I don't want to pick it too early in the year, but it feels like the time has come. It's just been a really hard year for everybody and it sucks and not. I don't have much to add there. I think that, yeah, that's true. This year sucks. I agree this year sucks. Do you have a grudge this week? An easy one for me
0: right now is um, presence under quarantine. I just don't like the idea. I don't want to deal with it. It's a tough one. You want to give your friend a present. You want to, you know, be nice to your family members. You want to participate in birthday parties and celebrating people's lives and celebrating people's events. And you're trying to keep, keep your personal life going and maintaining relationships and doing all the, it's freaking exhausting. Just thinking, you know, this year I don't I don't want to get you anything. I'll celebrate next year. I'll get you two gifts next year. I'll give you a gift six months from now if I'm allowed to leave my house and go to the store and buy something. I guess my real grudge is maintaining expectations that everything should be as close to normal as possible like mm. it used to be during the middle of a global pandemic.
1: Well, we're going to wrap it on that good note. Yeah. Email us your grudges. We want to hear, email us, what are you listening to? Is there new music we haven't heard of yet? Almostpunkpot at gmail.com.